0: Welcome to Focused on Franchising, a podcast series written for anyone who has a hankering to one day be their own boss. We are Right at Home UK, a franchise network of more than 60 businesses whose care and companionship services help people live independently in their own homes. And we want to spread the word that franchising offers a fantastic way to reduce the risks of starting your own business. We support our franchise owners to build successful, profitable businesses and we want to use this series to bust some of the myths around franchising. So sit back, relax and listen to how franchising can be used to turn your dreams into a reality.
1: Hello, and welcome back to our Focused on Franchising podcast. My name's Kate Dilworth, and today we're going to go back into the heady world of finance. In our last episode, we talked through some of the key considerations in financing a franchise, Uh, looking at everything that you need to factor in when you're working out the cost of starting a franchise uh, and when you're deciding what's going to be affordable to you. We got some great advice from Rob Orme from finance specialist Hitachi Capital Franchise Finance who was talking about some of the different ways that you can go about raising finance. Traditionally, the best rates are available from high street banks, but as Rob explained, not everyone will be eligible to meet their lending terms, and he was able to give us an overview of the pros and cons of using start-up loans, perhaps, or specialist lenders as an alternative source of funding. We also discussed how there are a lot of advantages to borrowing money, even if you are in the fortunate position of being able to fund the total investment yourself. So if you've not listened to that episode yet, i definitely recommend hearing what Rob had to say. Certainly at Right at Home, we're aware that a lot of our franchisees have been offered very favourable rates from lenders. And we'll talk about that a little bit more today, about what a difference it can make being part of an established franchise. The majority of our franchise owners have opted for the route of borrowing between 50 and 70 percent of their startup costs and working capital, uh, mainly from one of the banks. HSBC is one of the biggest lenders in the franchise sector. They work closely with the British Franchise Association and they've supported many well-known brands both in the UK and overseas to develop their franchise proposition as a, uh, a really good route to growing their business. I'm delighted to be joined today by their franchise director, Kendall Braddock. Ken has 30 years experience in this sector and he and his team have been a massive support and a fantastic advocate of Right at Home in the nine years since we've been franchising in the UK. He's kindly accepted my invitation to talk about why the banks have such positive relationships with established franchise networks, and to give us some insight into the lending options that they offer to people who are looking to invest in one. So this conversation took place over an online connection, so I apologise that the sound quality is not, is, uh, not perfect, it's a little bit echoey, but it's still well worth a listen if you're considering buying a franchise.
2: Okay, so now I'd like to welcome on to uh, Focused on Franchising my next guest, who is Mr. Ken Braddock, Franchise Director for HSBC Bank. So welcome, Ken. Thank you for joining us.
3: Thanks for the invite, Kate. Really appreciate it.
2: Well, we've had a very good long-standing working relationship with HSBC, where an awful lot of our franchisees have uh, come to you for bank loan applications. Uh, you obviously know our franchise model very well. Uh, and so I thought, who better? we be, been very well-placed to talk to us about some of the benefits of looking at bank loans, Um, but possibly to start off, if I can just ask you, why would it be easier um, to secure a bank loan for a franchise business than it might be if I was coming to you as an independent applicant?
3: Oh, good question. Uh, I think you need to go back to why a brand would franchise, in in all fairness. Brands franchise uh, because obviously they want to grow their business, but to do that and to be successful in franchising, you've got to have a successful business in the first place. Um, if a business is successful, it's easier to recruit franchisees. Um, if, a, if a brand um, is successful and, and, and successfully franchises, then from our perspective, it certainly reduces that what we call an upfront risk risk. Um, also, as, as brands um, grow, establish themselves, you know, they've they've tried the systems, they, they've tested everything, and it's easier for somebody to um, replicate themselves uh, and get into. Um, the other thing, as well, uh, from, from our perspective, is we see an awful lot of support that's uh, given, not just by the franchisor, but but by the network as well. There's um, there's a there's not, with successful brands, there's an awful lot of uh, other franchises that have gone there before. They've done it before. Um, and, and you get a lot of support from, from those, um, from those um, in your peer group. Absolutely.
2: I think that's a really, you know, for, for incoming franchisees, we say to them now with where we're at as a network, you know, that that peer support is, you know, just as valuable as the support that you get off the franchisor really, isn't it? Because they're the people that are really, yeah, they're, they're honing the system all the time through their best practice and the mistakes that they've learned from along the way. Yeah, um,
3: definitely, definitely. And I think this is what, this is the sort of thing that gives a bank, a lot of comfort because let's be honest, starting as an independent, there's, there's nobody to to bounce off. The, you know, you're there on your own. With with a, with a, a successful franchise, you, you've hopefully got um, quite a few um, sources of information, people that you can um, phone and, and talk through problems. Uh, you know, relatively, you know, it's relatively easy and quick. Um, I think one of the things that that um, we're very much conscious of as well is, is that, that the brand is proven you know like like right at home you know they've established yeah, there's a track products.
2: record there for you to look at exactly isn't it?
3: exactly mm-hmm. um so from our perspective all these factors reduce reduce our risk and i think the bfa the franchise association do a, do a report every every year about the market uh, and and the failure rate within uh, franchising is, is less than one percent, which is which is fantastic. Um, it, it certainly out outperforms normal sort of normal ways of uh, doing business. And um, mm. so, if you if if you look at all of these factors, you know what do we see as a result? Well, as far as we're concerned, uh, we lose less money. You know, it, it is yeah. as simple as that, and that's a great measure for us. Uh, we 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 find off franchise. Uh, business uh, more successful than, than our normal um, non-franchise business so so that that gives us an awful lot of comfort as a consequence it means we can lend more money to franchisees if they're coming into the right business if they're coming into the right brands
2: Yeah, and I guess that's where we maybe should clarify because, I mean, I think I may have referenced in the past, you know, right at home, um, we are um, fortunate in able to support our franchisees to secure up to 70% investment into a new franchise opportunity because our model is very well known. But I guess it takes a bit of time for a franchise to, as you say, to to build up that track record. So it may not automatically be the case that somebody could expect that level of bank borrowing
3: behind them, is it? Very true, very true. I don't think any of the banks would rush into uh, advancing 70% of something that they don't know that works. Um, You know, it it is, um, track record in franchising is important, and and we look at the performance of brands, and it's fair to say that that if a brand is successful, it will get the 70% mark uh if it's unsuccessful or yet to be proven you know we we will be in there at what we call match funding 50 50 uh yeah. so that 70 percent is is definitely the, 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 the gold status
2: yeah excellent thank you okay so let's move on to have a look at then uh, some of the loan options that are most commonly available to prospective franchisees uh, because there's a couple of routes that people can go down with loan applications aren't there
3: yeah there is and and i think it's it was, a, it was a good link there actually because we talked about um the levels of funding that banks go to obviously if we go to between 50 and 70% uh for a franchise uh, whether it's uh, somebody we don't know or whether it's somebody we, we do know, it, it means that the franchisee or potential franchisee has to contribute either thirty or fifty percent themselves. Mm-hmm. So that that very much is the starting point of of, of, of any um, any lending. in all fairness, you 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 as a franchisee have got to um, um, contribute an element your, yourself. You know, gone are the days when when you know, and it did used to happen. When 100% lending was available, those days are gone now. There is a commitment yeah. that a, franchi- that, that a franchise or and a bank expects to see. Um, the what influences where we're at? Whether it is 50 or, 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 or uh, sorry, whether it's 30 or 50% um, uh, stake. Um, well, firstly, it goes without saying that the brands. Profile and performance that we monitor on a regular basis will influence our stamps. Um, it, it, if it's a new brand, there's every likelihood you know, that they're going to be that, that the brand will be on a 50/50 approach with with, with a bank. If it's a sector that concerns us, is every chance that, that that we're going to be looking at a 50/50 approach? So the strength of the brand and its market that it operates in influences uh, the, the level of funding that, that we consider. Um, if you're seeing somebody on 70%, you know, a brand that's offering 70%, it's normally an established brand with that proven track record, which is important. Now, so these are
2: what important we... questions to ask early on, then, aren't they? To understand the uh, both whether it's affordable, but also when building up that picture of a franchise's credibility.
3: Very much so. Very much so. Yeah, it's it's, it's part of the research that that, that we would expect uh, all franchisees, uh, potential franchisees, to, to to go through. Now, obviously. There there are a number number of lending options, uh, types of facilities that that we we can consider. Um, Traditionally, um, everybody is fully aware, whether you're you're, uh, a consumer or a business, everybody's familiar with an overdraft. That that goes without saying. That's available to to businesses. I'm very
2: familiar with one, unfortunately.
3: (laughs) (laughs) We all are, don't worry. Um, Then there's medium-term lending. Um, That's normally a fixed-term loan um mm-hmm. and then if it's a business that requires some assets uh, obviously it's not really applicable for for you guys but if it's a business business that needs assets then there's equipment finance as well now if if i just touch on the differences between the the three Where it comes to overdraft, normally we're offering that type of facility to support working capital requirements. So that's your day-to-day needs. You know, if somebody requires something that's a bit unexpected, you know, then then it's something that would come out of of the the overdraft. Medium-term loan is something that's a bit more structured. It it really is offered to those that are looking to buy the business uh, initially uh, and and that, that term is normally around about the five-year mark. It, it is in, again that's something that's influenced by the franchise agreement. Um, some mm-hmm. agreements are beyond go beyond five years. Uh, some of them are ten years. And it, if they're, they're bigger uh, investment levels, then there is a chance that we may consider a seven or an eight-year term. Because obviously, mm-hmm. the longer the term, um, the, the um, that has a more beneficial more of a benefit to the the cash flow of the business because it's a lower outgoing
2: yeah, um, and I'm right in yeah. thinking in a franchise that you'll always look to see that loan repaid in full over the franchise term. Where, um... Ex-
3: exactly, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you mentioned a very important word. One of the things that we're all very keen on is making sure that that affordability is there. So, you know, on on day one, we're making sure that, that the numbers stack up and I'll come I'll come on to that in, in a yeah. moment. Um one of the things I would say though is that sometimes very very unusual but but in sometimes some occasions we have got situations where um, because of the low investment level um, and the strong cash flow of a business um, sometimes uh, an overdraft is perceived to be the best option for a business because obviously you know, if it's a low low level of lending you know, to a few thousand pounds, then it's something that can sometimes be accommodated through through a ca- uh, cash flow arrangement, i.e. an overdraft. Okay. Okay. So,
2: yeah, that's great, something just to, to look at all options at the beginning then rather than coming into it with anything.
3: Yeah, I, th- I, think, I think in all fairness, a good franchisor will give you a steer um, and a good bank will give you a steer as well um i think what what influences it, in all fairness the, the two things is how much stake you're going to put in and what's the level of, of borrowing that you need you know if if it's uh, a sizable borrowing if uh, sizable investment then then the longer you can have that borrowing the better for the business initially. Yeah. Because obviously the key bit is getting through, in, in the case of domiciliary care, getting through that first 12 to 18 months where you mm. want your cash flow to be you know, easier, shall we say, because obviously you, you've got to... Um,
2: um, it takes time, time to build okay. a business, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. It does. Say, it does. Yeah, it's, it's, we're, we're always um, sort of very upfront about the fact that the second year particularly, you know, that's why we need that larger element of working capital yeah. uh, because, you know, it, it is a business based upon trust and it's not one, you know, for example, where with a fast food outlet you would open your doors and have a queue of customers from, from day one. It takes time to build up there.
3: Okay. Very much so.
2: Let's talk a bit about security as well um, on a loan because... There's a, again, there's a couple of options, aren't there, if, in, in the way the, uh, the, the approach to borrowing?
3: Well, there's, there's, there's three things. Uh, there's, hopefully, you know, you've got sufficient stake to put down that a bank doesn't need security. Normally, when, when, um, when does that start? Probably about £30,000 onwards, a bank mm-hmm. will talk to you about what form of security. Um, security is normally um a charge on property where there's some equity within it um banks again will give you a steer as to what's suitable and, and the level of security that they they would want to take um, but in all fairness if uh, if there is no security um that's not the end of the world um because what we can do is, is get something what's called an enterprise finance guarantee um put put in place um that is, in essence, a guarantee that's an insurance guarantee that's provided by uh, government, central government, that supports the lending that we're taking on, um, or, or that the franchisee is taking on, should I say? Um, yeah.
2: And I think particularly for younger entrepreneurs, this could be—you know—it's—it's it's, it's obviously um, getting on the property ladder these days is difficult enough. So it's encouraging that there are options out there for people who may have um, the the money to invest in a business, but might not have that security behind them. Um,
3: yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, at, at the end of the day, what, what we what we're conscious of is. is um, that some people they have the skill, they, they have the energy to, to make a business work, you know. But sometimes they they, they are, um, should we say, uh, asset light. Um, mm-hmm. So in those sort of situations, enterprise finance guarantee scheme is is made for them. Um, so it's certainly and, worth
2: yeah. finding out if you fulfil the criteria for the uh, uh, for that. yeah.
3: Definitely. Again, the criteria, you, you know, the, the, the relationship manager that, that, that you, you would talk to, that the franchise were would talk to, would be the person that, that would be able to make sure that they, they qualify. It, yeah. It's very unusual for somebody not to qualify in this sector.
2: Good. No, that's really good. Thanks for the uh, clarity of the explanation there. Okay, um, and I know this is something that, you know, we could we could really go down and talk all day, getting down to all kinds of level of detail here, but um, keeping it fairly general, what are some of the key considerations that you as a bank lender would look at when you're considering um, an application for finance we've talked a bit about the franchise and the credibility um, of the the model but what are you looking for um for example within within that business plan for that specific franchisee
3: yeah uh, as good that really is a good question i, I think uh, the, the first thing that any bank should be looking for is you know within the business plan do the numbers stack up and make you know demonstrate that that the venture is viable yeah yes. if it's not viable on day 1 then you know uh, there's 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 no reason to do it i mean it it would be irresponsible for a bank to lend if if those numbers didn't stack up um yeah. the commitments the commitments are, are obviously form part of that that business plan i mean most most banks ask for uh, a detailed business plan that incorporates um forecasts 3 years forecasts um and and through those forecasts you know we we would want to make sure that 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 you know the the affordability is there yeah. um the business plan itself is normally split into two and and uh, i think it's interesting to 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 look at how businesses business plans are uh, um at, Sort of set up. The the first part is that is is a narrative, and the, and the second part are the numbers. Now, obviously, the numbers part important to most banks, but I think it, it equally as important is that narrative that tells the yeah. story. It tells the story about the bank, about the brand. It tells mm-hmm. the story about the individual and it it tells us you know how they're going to, how they're going to reach out to the market that, that they're looking to enter um, and i think that narrat- that narrative is sometimes overlooked um, and people think that all banks want are numbers you know the yeah. narrative is really what does sell it to us
2: that's their opportunity i guess isn't it to demonstrate how well suited they are to that particular business model um and and also yeah. that they've done their homework and their research properly as well
3: exactly and, and i think I think as like anybody in franchising i I'd, I'd echo the comment that that you know you don't have to be an expert in domiciliary care before you become a domiciliary care franchisee that's what the training's for, yeah, but what we want to see are that you've got some of the skills you know the people skills yes. that, that that the that that type of franchise would would require yeah. and you know in, in it's talking us through the skills that you've had in previous roles to to support that application yeah yeah, absolutely, um, brilliant.
2: Well, that's been really very useful. Thank you very much, Ken. Um, so no I look forward to. Uh, we, I'm sure we will be revisiting finance as it's such a fun, meaty, and endlessly giving. <laughs> in looking at, uh, at franchising, uh, but for our initial series of focused on franchising, um, I think we've um, given people really, hopefully, a good overview of some of the key considerations around their options for raising finance. And I'm sure you will concur in saying that, you know, people with any questions should reach out to um, either an independent broker or directly to the banks, to their relationship managers, um, to start building up a picture of how the circumstances might apply to them and what's going to be within their affordability range.
3: Yeah, I think it's important that if, if they do direct their, com, their, their queries to a bank, that they that they enter into a dialogue with the franchise units of those banks, um, because obviously that's where the expertise is, and they're the ones that can help you at most
2: yeah absolutely and to be clear on that a lot of the the big high street lenders have dedicated franchising units uh, such as hsbcs um so do a little bit of research before you start having those conversations to make sure you're talking to somebody who does as you say who understands franchising exactly. and who's going to be
3: based to advise you yeah yeah
2: definitely oh well thank you very much for your time i look forward to chatting no again problem. soon
3: okay thanks kate take care
1: There we go. Those were the wise words of Ken Braddock, Franchise Director of HSBC. If anyone has any questions relating to this episode of Focused on Franchising, then Ken and his team are very accessible. They can be contacted via their website if you search HSBC Franchising, and you can also meet them in person at any of the British Franchise Association exhibitions, uh, which take place at locations up and down the country throughout the year. For details of those shows, you'll need to look on a site called Franchise Info. There's a link on there to exhibitions. Thanks again for your time listening today. and We'll look forward to hopefully seeing you back on future episodes of Focused on Franchising.
0: That was Focused on Franchising. Thank you for listening. We hope this podcast has got you thinking about how you can achieve your business ambitions. If you would like more information about franchising, or have a question about any of the podcast content, then please get in touch through our website, right at Or you can give catering on 07825-047-344. And don't forget to subscribe to receive future episodes.